there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Support for Armchair and the Saints Happy Hour podcast comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you using on your balls. That's just nasty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast featuring Dave Cariello, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and when he decides to show up, Kevin Hell. We are the perfect blend of Saint sincerity and stupidity. Wait, did you do it during the playoff run? I did. I ate Popeyes, but I didn't do red beans and rice. I well, did. Then the Seattle loss is on you. You didn't eat the beans? What did you do, mashed potatoes? Oh, my God. I did mashed potatoes. All this time, it was Ralph's fault. We lost. No, it wasn't, it wasn't Ingram fumbling or Colston throwing a backwards pass. It was me. It was my crippled ass. <laughs> And now, here's your host, Ralph Malbrook. All right, everybody, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. And let me begin by saying a happy, a hearty fuck you to the Detroit Lions and the Seattle Seahawks. I hope I never have to care about either one of your team's games again. You disappointed not only yourselves and your fans, but Saints fans as well. Uh, Dave, I'm still I'm still pissed off at the Seahawks. It last is night. it is it is emotionally exhausting being a fan of other <laughs> shitty teams. Uh, I mean, one team, you know, just being a fan of one team is is enough. Uh, being a fan of three teams in one day is just too fucking much. Too much. Is it just I, me too, or do the Saints always get screwed in these scenarios? Dude, this, this, this I mean, the Chiefs, the Chiefs. We, but we got lucky earlier. The, we got lucky. The, the the Falcons beat the Niners. Yeah, we wouldn't even be in this me. situation if not for that. So we got that. Uh, no, but still, man. I mean, the the Chiefs get hooked up because the Patriots lose at home to the Dolphins. They get Are, you Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And then. 
we have two teams lose on the final drive that we, all we needed was one of those two to work out differently. I mean, what a joke. This man. has been this is the Saints haven't been screwed this bad on the final day of the season since 2004 when they played Carolina and it was like Winner of Saints Carolina is going to the playoffs unless these three things happen and the Saints beat they Carolina are. and then all those three things happened and the Saints didn't get a wild card. If you told me if you told me last week that the the between the Dolphins Patriots game and the Lions Packers game and the Seahawks Niners game, one of those one of the, one of our teams was one of the teams was going to come up with the upset. I definitely uh, would not have picked the uh, Dolphins in that one. I would have been yeah. like, "Yeah, Saints are getting the bye." God. Stupid, <laughs> stupid, freaking. I mean, the Lions was expected when their their only decent player got concussed. I was like, I don't yeah, think they could they score were any so more points. Close. They had like they had like a two touchdown lead. Yeah, but they're the Lions, and they needed more points. The Seattle having first and goal at the one. With 22 seconds left, and they're an 11 win team. Like, that's indefensible that they didn't get in. And I hope, I, think I don't care sick. that it benefits Saints. I hope they lose by 30,000 in Philadelphia. I was ready to admit that 9 11 was an inside job just so fucking Pete <laughs> Carroll would win that goddamn game. <laughs> Thank God I didn't. <sighs> what is it? You can't melt steel beams. Jet fuel. Jet fuel Jet. can't melt steel beams. Yeah, you were you were this close to becoming a nine eleven truther. So close. I was so <laughs> fucking close. That's fully. That's full. Full commitment. I'll become um, a fucking flat earther for a goddamn Super Bowl. So, um, as for the actual game, the Saints won in a walk and just completely handled their business. Uh, I watched more of the Lions Packers in the second half than I did of the Saints. I will not lie. It was 35 to nothing. <laughs> when when Andrew when AJ Klein intercepted the ball and ran into the end zone, he should have just run up the tunnel and started the bus and the Saints could have gone home. Like Carolina Oh, sorry. I was just typing. I, I was actually tweeting that we're live because Ralph never does that. So I did. I did it. Retweeted. Oh, you, you from I the, did it from this... the podcast account. Yeah, I did it. I well, no, not from the okay. podcast account. From my account. I can't. Yeah, can't... yeah there you go. That, so. There you go. So what am I doing, Dave? I'm doing the due diligence that I can assume Ralph is not doing for our <laughs> mothership. All right. Fair. So that's what I'm doing. But to answer your sorry, but to answer your question, uh, what was the question? <laughs> They should have just. I mean, Carolina couldn't have given less. Of Dude, a game. all you Ralph to do basically is watch wants the first to know drive. is. All you yeah, have to do is watch the first drive. They, I mean, they were waving the white flag. It was a first play, twelve-yard run. Second play, they're playing. They're giving Mike, Michael Thomas a ten-yard cushion, and he gains fifteen yards. Third play, screen pass goes for twelve. I mean, there was no resistance. I mean, it was so pathetic that Luke Keekley didn't even last a half. They're like, here, let's just take out our best middle linebacker, our best player on the entire roster. Let's just pluck him off the field. Luke, you're caring too much. You care too much about this game. We're going to get you out. Yeah. The Saints and LSU won by a combined 105 to 38 this weekend. Are we going to talk about how Joe Burrow is better in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium than Matt Ryan? 
<laughs> we, can get, we can. It was great. He threw more touchdown passes than Matt Ryan. Ralph, if I told you at the beginning of the season that the Saints would have less lost fumbles than the Carolina Panthers would start quarterbacks in the entire season, how would Wait, that is that true? God. No, that can't be right. How many quarterbacks the Saints Car- lost? The Saints lost two fumbles this year. And Carolina started three quarterbacks this year. They had eight turnovers. How is that even possible to only have eight turnovers in a season? How like, come we're only realizing now at the end of the season that they were? I mean, I, it's weird. I just I knew record. they were good at not turning the ball over. But the thing is, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. You don't really think about, like, turnover differential a lot, Dave, unless your defense is creating a, a ton of them, right? Like, in 2009, the Saints, they just... It rained turnovers, right? Their defense, they started it the first week and it didn't end until Tracy Porter scored in the Super Bowl, right? And so you you were always like, oh, they're plus 35, they're plus 30. This year, you didn't think of it a lot because the Saints' defense didn't really create a bunch of turnovers, but their plus-minus was great because the offense just never turned the ball over. Right. And so we finished, I was looking at the stats yesterday, we finished tied for third in turnover differential. I think we were one behind second place and then first place is like the Patriots who were like way, uh, way up there and not even close to everybody Dude, else. The so. pa- I watched some of the Patriots. The Patriots wheels have come completely off and I, this is not, this is well, they just semi-joking. Lost to the Dolphins, Ryan so that's, Fitzpatrick that's the- was so much better than Tom Brady yesterday. It's not even funny. Like just no one cares, but I'm just saying my wife watches the Dolphins. Uh, my wife. My wife. She wants them to trade, quote unquote, every fucking thing they have to get Joe Burrow. So I, I support that. <laughs> so, but Dave, yesterday, I mean. 
Jared Cook was amazing with the three, the 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 spin one handed catch. Um, you know, and the defense was was great. Janoris Jenkins had a pick, but as far as this season overall, would you say this is the most improbable Saints season you've ever seen for them to go three and thirteen? Drew Brees is out six weeks. Okay, well, we didn't go three and thirteen. We well, went thirteen, I, I and, 13 how, and three. I love how Ralph is reversing it with the the <laughs> losses first. <laughs> It's very meta of you, Ralph, to go losses first. Listen, yeah. um, uh, don't drink in podcast, kids. It's bad. <laughs> it is the most, it is probably the most, uh, what, what was the word you used? Improbable. Uh, it probably is the most improbable season, mostly because of the whole Teddy Bridgewater thing. I mean, going 5-0 and with Teddy, um, you know, that's that was definitely improbable. Uh, I wish we could, uh, can, can you insert right here some audio clips from the podcast after Drew injured his thumb of us saying, oh my God, the world is coming to an end and, uh, <laughs> the same season is over. Dead body. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's, this has been an awesome season. It's been, it's been, there's been a lot of weird, yeah, weird stuff, I guess. Improbable is a good word. You know, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, you know, I don't know, eight turnovers. That's really surprising. Uh, it's been, it's certainly been memorable. It has definitely been memorable. Jared Cook with nine touchdowns, Andrew, nine touchdowns in 10 games. Um, that's, you know, some good, that's some good fantasy stats right there. (laughs) As soon as he got the Marlboro fantasy stink off. Probably should have hung on to him there, Ralph. No, I had to get rid of him. I I had to take one for the team. I had to, to, to do my duty to try to get him playing well. I did two things last night. And also last night... In order to try to help the Seahawks win, I turned. I wrote my WWL column as if they had lost. So, thinking that that would help them win, so that I would have to rewrite the whole goddamn thing, uh, and then turn it in, but it didn't help them. I was trying to. I was. Fu- I was fully committed. Um, but you know, the the thing yesterday too, Andrew is uh, Garner Johnson is is just he's looking fantastic and i had uh they had um pff they had their their draft guru he rated the saints draft the third best draft of the year yeah well i mean deontay harris wasn't even drafted (laughs) and neither was shy tuttle i mean what great rookie pickups those guys were so don't forget your son yeah yeah, Granderson too. I'm, I, the Saints draft class has been great this year, and um, maybe they're onto something with the scouting department because it really seems like every year now they're starting to get better and better at this. These teams need to keep, to keep their filthy fucking hands off of Jeff Ireland. Yes, they do. Keep your damn hands <laughs> off of her. Did you guys see that uh, some of the Saints – Assistants are being looked at, Dennis Allen, for the Cleveland job. and uh, I haven't heard anything about Campbell yet, but that, that's the thing that, well, I'm oh sure God. we'll talk please, about this more. Please don't go anywhere, Dennis Allen. Please yeah. don't leave us. Well, the thing that makes me nervous is that that guy, if he gets hired, then immediately he starts thinking about Aaron Glenn as defensive coordinator. So it's not just like the one guy leaving. It's who does he poach from the Saints staff. You know, And I'm nervous about that because last time we had – a mass exodus of our coaching staff after winning a Super Bowl. You know, all the good ones left, and we were stuck with, like, Vitt and, uh, 
what, what was the what was the defensive line guy that's with LSU now? Bill Johnson. Bill Johnson, like, and you know, basically, the, Peyton was left with scrubs, and uh, eventually had to fire all of them. I mean, no, no, no disrespect. No disrespect. No disrespect. I'm sure that I'm sure they were great, but you know, you know, but they weren't. Heard... I'm sure they were great, but they weren't. I don't remember which coach it was. I thought it was Peyton, but maybe it was somebody else. Uh, um, oh, it was during uh, it was the Belichick Saban thing, uh, and they were talking about how there's you know there's an unwritten rule that you know there are some guys that you don't touch or that are untouchable that you know there's a between between coaches if one coach leaves you know uh, you know Sean Payton was happy if one of his guys goes off and becomes a head coach and moves up but. You know, but there's an unwritten rule that when you try to build your coaching staff, that you don't take uh, the guys from your old team. Certain guys, mm. like you can take the assistant assistant coaches, right? But but you can't take my defensive line. But here's the thing: well, like clearly, there's an unwritten rule that Pete Carmichael should never be looked at for a job. I think Pete Carmichael just doesn't, and that may be, that may very well be, be. but I I also just don't think, it's funny that we're talking about this because I was thinking about this earlier, but I, I, uh, I just don't think that Pete Carmichael really has any desire to move up. I think he's happy and content where he is. And, uh, and I've said this years ago when we've, yeah, I think that's, I used to argument that that's not true, that everybody in the NFL wants to get it to get a that's not to move up but the thing is like he 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 surely could have left somewhere to be a coordinator to call his own place hell lombardi got a gig with the lions as a coordinator you know so i think i think you're right dave i i think i think he's Pete carmichael is sort of content where he is but andrew the thing about that comes along being a coach, a head coach, and like some people don't want to deal with all that bullshit. You know, at the end of the day, he might get to go home earlier at night than Peyton. <laughs> I I think Pete Carmichael absolutely wants a head coaching job, and I think it's a situation where he has he probably doesn't present an interview great. He kind of seems like more of a quiet, analytical. I mean, the reality with being a head coach of a football team a lot of times too is. You're a spokesperson, and you've got to present well. You've got to be type A. That doesn't describe Carmichael in some ways, so I, I think that's part of it. And I just think he he is at the mercy of Sean Payton calling the plays. And so I just think he's always Here's what I don't think that. Dennis Allen is going to get the Cleveland job because Cleveland made such an abominable hire in Kitchens. I think their general manager is going to go for a name-established – retread like they're not hiring they're not hiring dennis allen who bombed with the raiders and giving him his second crack at this like because the general manager for cleveland if he fucks up this hire they're gonna fire him next time too you know um so i I just i just don't see it for dennis allen there but it's a good problem to have if you you know the the one thing i didn't realize dave the Saints have won the most football regular season games the last three years. With New England losing yesterday, the Saints' 37 wins is tops for the last three years. Um, but as you look over the year before we get into the Minnesota game, and, and yesterday to a certain extent, what to, what besides Teddy Bridgewater, what was the most surprising thing to you about 2019 like what what's the thing you look at and you go i can't i can't believe that happened Mm, like us like 
like a, a, a move that they've made or a, like a, a move, play an event, something that was really good. Like what's what surprised you about the year that you just didn't see coming and you're like, wow, I can't I, I, I didn't see that coming. Um, shit, I don't know. If Andrew has something, he can Andrew, go Andrew, do you have me. something? I mean, that they went 5-0 and oh with Teddy Bridgewater. No, he said you, you can't, can't, you can't do Bridgewater. Three, other oh, other than Bridgewater. Um, I mean, the Carl Granderson, I think Will Bredo <laughs> Custodia just said that. But, I mean, my, my whole UDFA kinship aside with him, I just can't believe I can't believe – I mean, just think about how ridiculous this sounds. A UDFA gets arrested for basically feeling up passed out girls in college. He, he, gets, he gets thrown in jail. A plea deal gets ignored. Um, he is in jail during all of training camp. The Saints are cool with that. <laughs> it just kind of let him miss all of camp, miss all of preseason – it's like, yeah, it's all good, man. Just come to us when you get out of jail. And uh, <laughs> eventually the, se- the season starts. He gets out of jail. They never cut him. They never put him on the practice squad. They just let him stay on the active roster. And now here we are, a 13-3 and team in the playoffs. And he has a huge role on the team in pass rushing situations. And uh, to, I, that is... As unbelievable. And he? Deontay Harris is also unbelievable. The fact that they specifically signed Marcus Sherrills this offseason to to finally give themselves a returner after not having a returner for years. The dude is injured all camp, all preseason, doesn't play. Saints cut him. We're stuck with this Assumption College D3 UDFA. And all he does in a year is make the Pro Bowl and kill it. And that that is that is very improbable. I still remember you were out watching bands and you called me during the Saints Jets preseason game and I did the play by play of him yeah. housing the, the, the kickoff back for a score. I remember that. And you know, man, like the thing is, how many times did Sean Payton between like Tommy Lee Lewis and Traveris Cadet like how many times has there been this like Oh, this guy's going to be explosive, and we found him under a rock. And he's getting, or <laughs> and he, Joe and Morgan was another one of those guys. Like we, we found hey, this Joe guy Morgan was explosive. Oh though. yeah, I forgot about him. Joe Morgan I mean, was explosive. He just drank a lot. Joe Morgan was pretty explosive, man. He was yeah. always catching the long touchdown pass. Yeah, wow, I remember. He did that, that like three times. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, of all those times, like Deontay Harris is the first one where it feels like it actually kind of worked out. Well, no, I was going to say I was going to say the most amazing, surprising thing about the 2019 Saints is they were 12 and three, and yet on a Friday managed to set Saints Twitter ablaze like it was the first day of free agency with. <laughs> the potential of signing Antonio Brown. And as Andrew, you said on Twitter, it really went full circle. It went from, oh my God, we're going to sign Antonio Brown to, if we're going to sign Antonio Brown, why aren't we signing Des Bryant? And it just, it went completely full circle. And it was an amazing, amazing Friday. I mean, I would say it's probably the funnest non-game day 
day of the entire 2019 season. Dave, were you as excited as me about the potential of Antonio Brown? I just just for the whole circus of it, yes, I was excited about it. He brought uh, the Saints told him not to bring his entourage with him to New Orleans, and of course, he brings the whole fucking entourage with him. Well, and I think that probably hurt any chance. I mean, you know, and obviously they brought in a lot of receivers, including Tommy Lee, the aforementioned Tommy Lee Lewis. Um, but you know, I, I think I saw Andrew tweet. You know, I, Andrew doesn't want any Antonio Brown anywhere near the Saints because of. You know, all the drama in the circus. And I mean, obviously, yes, I am aware of his past. But my whole feeling is, is Peyton would not sign him. Uh, it would not come to fruition. None of this would actually come to fruition. And Peyton would not sign him if he really thought it was going to be an issue. And even if he did sign him, and even if he was wary of a potential issue, I think Antonio Brown would have an incredibly, incredibly short leash, uh, if he had a leash at all, and <laughs> the second there was any bullshit, he'd be out of there, and so if the Saints actually did sign Antonio Brown, I would really, I would I would think that the Saints had done all their due diligence, and obviously, when this was going down the, the other day, uh, we know he's... He's not even cleared to play, so most likely this is not for the playoffs. This is for, you know, next season, or it's to He's, see if whether he would well, be available I, to play for a, the playoffs. I got some intel today on that, okay. and, and I'll just share that really and truly, I mean, the Saints, you know, Krishan Hogan got injured. They called back up little Jordan Humphrey, your UDFA son, which yeah. actually, that, that's a whole question I have, by the way. We need to talk about that, like that. Is the competition back in play if he scores a touchdown in the playoffs? So we need to talk about that. Oh, I that. think so. I think yeah, so. Yeah. I, I think it's the comeback of the year. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the, the thing about AB is I think there's genuine interest, especially you know as you get into the playoffs. But it was really just a fact-finding mission of where is he at? Like what 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 place is he at psychologically? Like where is he mentally at this point right Still now? Still crazy. And, and he failed that test miserably. He came into New Orleans with the camera crew. He breaking news: Antonio Brown is still fucking a lunatic. Yeah, but so I think it was a fact-finding mission because yeah, yeah. If, if if he's at a better place now and he's found medication and, <laughs> and a doctor and a priest and whatever else, maybe we'd be interested. And anyway, he c- completely showed his ass. Obviously, probably literally. And um, I mean, so, Andrew, t- just today, go. just today, he's bagging on Juju Schuster on Twitter and Instagram, you he know, just, and, and he, laughing he at the doesn't st- get it and laughing at the Steelers for not making the playoffs. Like, Dave, I was with you. I'm like, sign him. I don't care. I love the circus. It's for clicks. It makes the jokes. But he he's so insane. Me and Andrew were talking about on the podcast, which, by the way, you should you should become a patron, $7 a month, get your Saints podcast every day. Andrew was laying out a scenario of the Saints bring him in, and they sign him, they give him the playbook, and he goes crazy, and the Saints cut him, and he's uh, live streaming the Saints playbook on Instagram uh, as revenge against Sean Payton, and I thought about that scenario as being completely ridiculous. But then I thought it might be possible with Antonio Brown. Like there's <laughs> there's nothing that he could do, Dave. That there's no scenario you could lay out for me that I'd be like that is completely not happening. 
right. Right. No, it's uh, totally possible. Totally possible, but uh, unlikely. I'd say <laughs> unlikely, but definitely possible. Uh, okay. He still wouldn't have been the worst signing. Uh, oh, uh, look who it is. Look. Yeah, I know. The worst signing apparently was Adrian Peterson, who is still playing, by the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> At I know. a Drew Brees-like level. Uh, no, he's not, because the Washington <laughs> season is over. Thanks for joining us, Kevin. Takes a team, Ralph. Yeah. One man can't do it all by himself. Kevin, did you watch the game yesterday? Yes, I did. Wow. The whole game. Did you watch the whole game? Gee, I didn't even no, watch didn't. the fucking whole game. What kind of question is that? No, I, I, I got out I got out somewhere in the third quarter. Pushed. <sighs> Pushed. I was just like, all right, this seems to be... Uh, I mean, in, in Kevin's defense, when Teddy Bridgewater gets put in the game, that's signaling that it's okay to leave the bar. Kevin, if the Saints sign AB, are you going to go hike the Appalachian Trail again? Uh, I thought they weren't signing him, but uh, well, oh, 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 you mean AP? A, yeah, AB a, 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 or yeah, a, he Antonio. Means a, Brown. He means Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Wait a minute. No, I mean, I, I don't think so. <laughs> so. Great, great show, guys. See you next Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, did, uh, Antonio, did Antonio Brown beat his kids? Not yet. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Not yet. I mean, he got a little rapey, right? Is that less bad <laughs> for you, Kevin? Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. There, it, was that a thing? Uh, I, I mean, feel like allegedly, allegedly, a trainer, something. I mean, he like what? basically the moment he signs with a team, the NFL is going to put him on the super secret double probation Goodell list. Fuck. I well, feel like you know what he didn't sign. So Kevin, I don't even think I, I don't think you could field a fucking team with people that haven't been in trouble with the law at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think you just—if you just need to get over it, <laughs> Kevin, with, know, your, with your morals and your standards, you're never going to make I mean, it. I can't, I'm town. surprised Kevin hasn't given me grief for adopting Granderson. Thing is, I man, mean, forget judging the Saints. I'm surprised he hasn't judged me. Kevin, Kevin doesn't, doesn't know what a like Kevin doesn't know what happened with Antonio Brown. You think he knows what happened with Granderson? Ninety-nine percent of the Saints <laughs> fan base doesn't know what happened with Granderson. Oh, maybe we no, should stop wait. talking about it then. We should. No, 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 no. Ignorance wait, is bliss. He went, he went to jail though, right? Yes, he did. Okay. I mean, what's more What's more What's more likely to happen, Dave? Taysom Hill scores two touchdowns Sunday or very likely. Or Andrew's adopted son gets two sacks against a bad Vikings offensive line. Both of those are very likely scenarios, uh, to be quite honest with you. So I still think Taysom is more likely. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, Andrew. I think you're right. Kevin, Taysom, by the Taysom, by the way, I mean that dude is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just welcome. You're just figuring this out now, huh? I mean, I guess maybe I guess that's my answer to Ralph's question earlier about surprising. I mean, obviously, like Taysom was around last season, but I feel like this season he's really uh, 
He's really coming yeah, to his own. Like, it, it's not that we didn't know what he was capable of. I mean, he, he, every time we saw him flash, we, we said, oh, my God, this guy has incredible potential. But I never expected him to be doing this every week. So I feel like he, at he's catching weeks. a 30 or 40-yard pass every week now. <laughs> it is. But then he's also blocking. But then he's also blocking punts. Uh, you know, Down Under it's... Saint says that he would loan his wife to Taysom Hill if Taysom Hill asked. My wife! see some pictures first. Kevin, I wish you had, had hopped in earlier because Dave said he was really, really close to becoming a 9-11 truther if Pete Carroll had managed to defeat the 49ers. Do the Saints a solid. Do the Saints a solid. Um, so I loathe Pete Carroll. I admitted it. Yeah, I hate him so much that even though it benefits the Saints for them to win, I don't care, and I want Philly to beat them by a thousand. Are you angrier at Seattle, and do you hate Pete Carroll more? Because you hate Pete Carroll even more than me. Do you hate them yeah. more after they failed us yeah. last night? Yeah, I, I more than the white hot heat of jet fuel. Well, I, actually, I was going to say that I, I'm I'm. I'm hot enough with Pete Carroll that I could definitely melt steel beams for sure. Um, that could be taken a couple ways. <laughs> what yeah, ways could would be. that be, Andrew? Well, you hot for him. I hear. Oh, like you're gay. Oh, oh yeah. It means you're gay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Didn't think of it like that. Um, All right. So listen, I mean, for an old for an older guy, he, you know, he's he's handsome. He is old. He's like pushing seventy. So now we need to get to, we uh, need to get handsome. to the, the the reason why people listen to this podcast, why people get on the live stream. They come here for serious football talk. So what I want to talk about, Dave, is a a podcast listener. She wants us to officiate her wedding next oh, year. Talking about this when We're the there. Saints. Play in Las Vegas against the Raiders. I'm um, so there. Yeah. Have you have you gotten ordained as a minister yet? So we can we no, can but I've make... I've got all the I've got all the info. Uh, it seems pretty easy. I had a friend of mine who did this, and he's actually wound up officiating multiple of our friends' weddings. Uh, so I know. Don't you have to? Don't you just have to like pay five bucks to a website online, and then it's die. like maybe not five bucks, maybe like twenty bucks or something like that, but. Uh, yeah, but it's very easy to be legally ordained as a minister. Uh, you just have to make sure you fill out all the right paperwork in whatever state uh, you're you're performing the wedding. So, so I'm, I'm I'm ready to do it. So I'm we totally can here. have a live show in Vegas slash wedding slash wedding reception. I mean, because I'm going to come up with like if we're doing this, I'm going to come up with like a. Uh, like a custom Saints themed, you know, vows thing. You know, like, do you take your husband, <laughs> uh, you know, in sickness and health? Do you, do you intend to be with him longer than Nick Fairley stayed with the Saints? <laughs> I do. Okay, great. That's great. We're already. This is already off to a great start. Yeah. So I'm gonna come up with a custom vow like that. That's gonna be Saints themed. <laughs> oh, I like that. 
I like. I th- I think. Uh, and and then my wife. She's actually she's an actual wedding planner, so she can have it all organized. She can have the procession all lined up. It can be nice. It can be classy. Obviously, obviously a black and gold the color. Black and gold will be the color. I feel like Jairus Bird has a place in here with the whole sickness and health thing, where like you could say. <laughs> The, the Jairus Bird that just got the contract, would you love him then as much as you'll love him when he's the Jairus Bird that had the back injury and was a shell of his former self and the biggest bust in Saints history? Michelle is actually uh-huh. in the live stream tonight. She says she is 100% committed. She's 100% on board. We're getting fucking custom jerseys. I like oh, it. I can take care of that. Yeah, we you know, can do that. Thing is, Dave, you could – would you would – you, if you officiated the ceremony, would you do it like Sean Payton, like a coach where your nipples were showing with a, with a headset? Or would you do it well, in, like, know full football uniform, like players? Like, how would, how would you do it? Well, I wasn't I wasn't until you just mentioned that. Of course, I'm doing that now, yes. Uh, I don't think that my nipples naturally do that, so I'm going to have to have them built into the shirt that I wear, I guess. Oh, oh no, look, no. I'm, I'm going to wear one of the – I'm going to wear a tuxedo – but like you're gonna be able I to think see Ralph the might be describing the, the honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wear a tuxedo, like a real actual tuxedo. But my somehow I'm gonna have my nipple showing through the tuxedo jacket. Not just the tuxedo shirt. And not just the three piece vest that I'm wearing, but also through the jacket. Through three that layers. Would, that, then you would look exactly like Sean Payton. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna nip out through three layers. You and her fiance's the, uh, name you is Sean. The entire ceremony. I was gonna say you need to have the entire ceremony. On one of those giant play call sheets, one of those laminated play call sheets, <laughs> and as you're reading the vows, you have to keep covering your face with it. <laughs> That's right. And then you can't, you, can't, you can't see me reading the vows. You can only hear me reading. <laughs> Kevin, are you aware that uh, Michelle requested you be the flower girl? No, I'm not. I'm touched. I thought I was supposed yeah. to be the. Well, I can't. I, she wanted me to be the flower, maybe the ring bear, but Michelle, I only have one good arm. That's not. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't trust Ralph's I bad wouldn't. hand with your no, ring. But, you know, Is we the can ring do... going to be a, a Super Bowl replica ring? <clears throat> you, you know what it could be, too? Instead of having, like, the, you know, when you have a wedding, if you have, like, the readings, Corinthians 3 and all that, we could do uh, a reading from the Saints draft, and then we could just read off, like, bad draft picks. Like Sean Knight. We can do- like, I, now, I, I now pronounce you husband and wife. Congratulations. You now have more rings than the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> and now for a reading from... A reading from, from the Joe Vitt... Rose's Instagram account. A reading from the Joe Vitt testimony regarding... <laughs> Cirillo. This yeah, motherfucker right here. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's a born liar. Uh, I I, I have to say, the Saints in Vegas next year is going to be insane. If they manage to win a Super Bowl this year, it will be bonkers. I mean, stadium is going to be mostly Saints fans. (laughs) I mean, I mean, my whole family might be going. I got text from my sister. She's like, she knows, she knows NFL news like Kevin does. She's like, the Raiders are moving to Vegas, really? Um. So Michelle says I'm divorced, so I have more rings already. <laughs> so, 
that was the, the, the serious uh, football portion football of the Football talk, yeah. Yeah, serious. But um, back to the game yesterday. Uh, and I yeah, made now a let's jo- get silly and talk about Alvin Kamara. <laughs> no, Alvin Kamara, is he back, Andrew? We, jo- Me and you joked on the Grades podcast back, that he was – He's back. He is back. He's back. I, I even saw him break a tackle in that game. He's back. He – Saving it up for the playoffs, man. And the, the whole offense right now is clicking. You can, you feel it. You feel like they are. And this is why you know, everyone's freaking out about the extra game. And, yes, it's tough. It's tough. And it's it, the odds go down. And, it, you know, it, it, the Saints are going to have to maybe not pull a rabbit out of a hat, but they're going to have to really do something special to get to the Super Bowl. But there's no doubt in my mind that not only they can do it, but I, I think they are. I'm going to come out right now on this podcast and say that they're going to the Super Bowl. I believe that. Wow. And I, I think that because the offense is just clicking and I don't care where they have to go. I don't care what the weather is. This is the same team that went into Philadelphia and won a playoff game in the cold. It, it's just maybe in 2007 or 2009, like all they did was throw all the time. Like, Maybe then, it, you know, it would have been more difficult for them to win on the road in the cold. But, like, that, this team is so good defensively, and their linebackers are healthy again, and we saw how good they looked against the Panthers. And offensively, they just – we saw them do it against the 49ers. We saw them go into Tennessee, light them up. We saw what they did against Carolina. I just think this offense is clicking, and – I, I don't care if they have to go into Green Bay. I think they're beating them. I think they're beating everyone in the NFC playoffs. I really do. I'm going to ask this question to 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 Kevin and Dave. Andrew, you just kind of answered it, but you can jump in and answer it after they do. Kevin, do you feel mo- more confident about the 2019 Saints than you have any other Saints team since 2009 heading into the playoffs? No, I felt uh, I felt very confident about the uh, well. Shit, I felt very confident about the 2010 Saints because they were because they were going up against the goddamn seven and nine Seattle Seahawks. I mean, and you know, I mean that turned out like shit. I felt very confident about the 2011 team. I'll I'll go to my fucking grave uh, believing that was a Super Bowl team that that uh, y- you know was. like. That was a Super Bowl team. Uh, 2018, uh, you know, or uh, 2017, that was a team that could have gone to the Super Bowl, but for a fucking goddamn miraculous catch. I mean, that's. But going into the playoffs, going into the the playoffs, you were more confident in those teams than this team? I absolutely felt confident about that team going into the playoffs. I felt confident last year going into the playoffs. um, um, I think the idea of having to go on the road, uh, you know, like if they, if, if they win to then have to go on the road to potentially green Bay and then potentially Frisco. Yeah. Is, uh, you know, it's, it's a tall fucking order. Dave, do you do you feel more confident with this team than any other Saints team since two thousand nine, or 
equal to other certain years? I do feel confident, actually, um, mostly because I feel like Andrew kind of talked about it earlier, alluded to it earlier, where it seems like we're peaking now as opposed to past years where it seems like we've... It didn't feel know, that way last year that we were peaking at 2017, this point. 2017, no, weren't like they we were injured as hell, too? It felt, it felt like our offense was having issues. And I, I feel like this season has been the exact opposite. I feel like we started off slowly offensively, and you know we were all worried about receiver and who, who you know needing somebody next to Michael Thomas. And right now, they finished third in points again. Last year they were third. This year they were third. They were a little bit less last year. They averaged like thirty, almost thirty-one. This year they averaged like they're always they're just always going to be top five, top ten at the worst. I mean. You just know they're always going to somehow come out. Come but to out do it when Drew Brees missed six weeks is just ridiculous. I understand that. Well, Michael Thomas is a big help in that. Um, but like I was saying, I mean, you know, we were talking weeks ago about who was going to play next to Michael Thomas, and we were concerned about that. And But, I mean, the last, what was it, the last six weeks, nobody has scored more points than the Saints in the last six weeks. I mean, we are the best, currently the best offense in the league. So from an offensive standpoint, yeah, I feel great. And uh, oh, I mean, and they're up to number you know, two in DVOA. If you're if, if advanced statistics is your jam, I mean, there's no honestly, the Niners are really the only team that worry me. There, there's not another team in the NFC that really worries me. The Vikings, this should be a fairly easy win. The Vikings are not at the same level as the Saints, even though they've made the playoffs. Uh, you know, Ralph, you texted me last night. That's 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 one of the things that set me off last night when you tell me that there in the last 20 years there have been three teams that have gone 13 and three and only gotten a, and, and been the third seed and not gotten a bye and the saints are two of those fucking teams and the Twice saints are the only two times that a team has won a division and gone 13 and three since 1990 64 teams have won a division and gone 13 and three only two times they haven't got a bye both times it's the fucking saints how is that I mean, even that- possible because that's like that's just like typical Sean Payton era Saints. It's like the same thing. It's the same thing with Breeze. It's like Breeze has a great season. Oh well, fucking Aaron Rodgers has a better season. You, you know, it's like we have put all these great accomplishments together, but it's just never like it always gets overshadowed by something else or some other team or some other player. Um, and, but anyway, so yeah, to answer your original question, I feel pretty goddamn confident that this team. They're good enough to win a Super Bowl for sure. Uh, fortunately, it doesn't look like the the Patriots. Uh, you know, I would be very surprised if the Patriots made it all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, I know they're the Patriots. Yeah, that's not happening. They're yeah, losing to but, Tennessee Saturday night. Yeah, they, they might. They might lose to Tennessee. Seriously, uh, I <laughs> have to say, but, I'm the most. I, I this mean, is I, the most I, confident I've been since Dave 2011. In the I Saints agree with team. everything Dave said, and I feel good about the Saints. All that being said, and this is what Todd Newberg just said in the chat, you know, Philly was not an easy out last year uh, in the Dome against the Saints. And, I mean, here's the thing. Like, it, it could easily all end Sunday. I don't think it will. I, I, and I'm sure we'll talk about our picks later, and I'm going to pick the Saints to win. But Minnesota's a scary team. You know, their offensive line can be shaky, but Kirk Cousins is – you say what you want, mock them all you want, but look at his stats this year. Um, he is a highly efficient, uh, very strong performing quarterback that, that's had a great year statistically. And, you know, Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, uh, Kyle Rudolph, Dalvin Cook, that is a very, very potent offense. And then when you look on the defensive side of the ball, you think the Saints had a lot of sacks this year. 
Well, the Vikings have more. So, yes, they have problem areas. Um, their, their kicker-punter duo is pretty good. So, yes, they have problem areas. Yes, the Saints are playing at home. But this is a very difficult team. And uh, I know the Saints won't take them lightly. And I think if the Saints play their best, they definitely win the game. Um, but this is not going to be one of those. This is not like playing, you know, a depleted team that you feel like the Saints are just going to stomp. This is going to take four quarters, I think. Yeah, it, it's not. And that's a good point. But you know why also I am see normally a game like that would really concern me. You know, a quote-unquote trap game, a game where the Saints, you know, they should win. Everybody expects them to win. The media picks them, uh, and then all of a sudden they lay an egg. What I liked, especially from what we saw yesterday, is this team does not play down. I have not really seen them this season, and we've seen it a lot over the last 12, 13, 40 years, whatever. But the Saints have always been a team where they will play down to their opponent. And this season, I haven't seen that. Answering your previous question from minutes ago, Ralph, that's another surprising thing about this season, is that the Saints haven't played down to their competition. Except for Atlanta, teams, which was just their you know, clunker well, game. But that's – and that's a – division, you know, you, you know. But, yeah. like, you play a shitty Carolina team, they do exactly what they're supposed to do. They curve hey, Atlanta, Atlanta beat San Francisco. Atlanta, the second half of the year, played some good football. Very true. Uh, but, you know, they curb stomp them. They, they take the biggest lead they've ever had into half um, in franchise history. So, I mean, that's that's what's got me confident, that, is that this team isn't going to fall asleep um, against a, a team like the Vikings, who they are, you know, they're reading their own press clippings and they think they're supposed to beat them, and all of a sudden game day comes around, and oh, shit, they're surprised. You know what the weirdest thing about that Carolina game is? is I don't even really feel like the offense played that good. <laughs> I feel like they were so-so. Like they was like they were just curb stomping. Like they were good. They like it was a curb stomping, but not in like the man. Drew Brees looks amazing. Michael Thomas looks amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like there was just there were a bunch of plays where it's just kind of might like, have actually mm. been Michael Thomas's worst game. Yeah, but I guess I guess when the, the drives where they would move the football and get in the red zone, man, they weren't settling for field goals. They were always cashing in six. So their red zone efficiency was insane. Kevin, I'm going to get to some some Twitter questions before we make game predictions. This is one from Freaking About Football that I like. I'm going to give it to you. How many references to the Minnesota Miracle during the wild card game will there be? And if you took a shot for each one, would you be dead by halftime? I mean, I would be asleep for sure by halftime. I think I would be asleep for sure by halftime. Um... I'm anticipating I, – I, my immediate reaction is to set the over-under uh, at six and a half, and I would take the over. I mean, it's going to have some sort of montage to open that shit on Fox, right? They're going to have some sort of m- oh, miracle yeah. and, montage and, and, and if with, a voice, with a voiceover uh, from Jesse Ventura Buck, or some Buck. nonsense. Right, and, then I, and and shit, I don't know who's calling the game, if it's Joe Buck or not. Could be Joe Buck, uh, it's Joe Buck dropping Aikman, references. Sure. Wait, say what? It's Joe Buck and Aikman, right? Because that's the Fox game. That's their one playoff game this weekend. Jesus. Wait, I thought the Seahawks and the Eagles... Uh... Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. <laughs> oh, that's... but No, the, the Seahawks and Eagles is NBC. 
the the, the uh, whole ooh. thing of like the N- NFC being on one channel and the AFC being on like that's out the window for the playoffs because all four of the networks get playoff games now: ESPN, uh, NBC, okay. Fox, and CBS. Okay, the schedule I'm looking at didn't have what network it was on, so yeah. I, I was left to open on that. So then, yeah, so then it will be Joe Buck then making uh, the references there, and I, I I I think you'll see the video of that. I shit, you'll see it. You'll see it in the pregame. You'll see it get referenced maybe once at halftime if the game's close. I mean, if somebody you know, if Kirk Cousins goes deep. You'll get a reference there. Shit, if the game's somehow close at in at late in the fourth quarter, you'll get it again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel comfortable with uh, with over six. six and a half, so I'll say seven. This is a good question from Jed, aka Saints Recline, Dave. Uh, how badly do the Saints have to beat the Minnesota Vikings to? Make us forget the Minnesota miracle. Um, one point. Yeah, I mean, just beating them is, is just going to feel good. It's going to, it's going to have a little bit of that redemption feeling to it. Um, uh, so yeah, they don't have to beat the hell out of them. But but it would be really, it, you know. I think we've gotten past the point where we go to other teams' websites or message boards or blogs or whatever, and like, uh, and talk shit to opposing fans or whatever. But uh, if we were, if we were to do that, it's always good when you beat the shit out of the other team. They is can't. Isn't it? Isn't it butter, better? I mean, I'm, I look. I, to me, it doesn't matter if they win fifty to nothing or twenty-one to twenty. I mean, fifty to nothing would just be make for a nice, relaxing Sunday, which has its benefits but 50 to nothing almost, would be like I getting a buy like yeah like if you want retribution like if you were going to be petty about this, <laughs> i want say, like, retribution that's want, what i want then you want their guts on the floor then you want the the horrible officiated call or you want the no. game-winning walk-off field goal you want something <laughs> no 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 here's what i want here's what i want completely I don't know. gutted at the end of the game 50 to nothing doesn't do that no here's what i want uh, I don't know if Marcus Williams is going to even be playing, but I would love if, you know, Stefan Diggs could make a catch in the end zone over the middle and Marcus Williams could like, you know, at the last second and then Marcus Williams lays him out and the ball costs the ball up. Uh, that would be nice. That would be cool. Dude, would you, you want it? Would you want it to be a clear, Subscribe. dirty hit that should have been flagged? And yeah. Wasn't? Oh, even better. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> even fucking better. That's just the cherry on the on the top. So you don't want it to be a clean hit that no one debates as a penalty. I want this. I want it to be a six-point game. I want. I want Saints to be up by six points uh, or three points or whatever. I want the Vikings to be on the four-yard line with three seconds left, running one last play. No, no, no. I want an untimed down. <laughs> oh my god! Down a penalty. Untimed down. Pass to Stefan Diggs over the middle back of the end zone. Marcus Williams knocks his fucking head off. Ball comes loose. Saints win. Uh, Clear hit penalty. Him, hit him a little early. Hit him a little early. No flag. They review it. They still don't helmet call it. Helmet to helmet. They oh, miss yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. The chat yeah, room wants retribution, Andrew. Just so Brother, you know. It, they want they, retribution. They, you are. It, it, listen. I am one petty motherfucker. I'm, I'm about retribution, but okay. 
you know, we can quibble about, you know, we can quibble about calling for, oh, no, 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 I'm fine if it's a dirty hit or whatever. But let me tell you, I ain't trusting these motherfucking referees. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> with, with, I wouldn't trust these fuckers with bubble hockey. Okay? So, mm. you, you know, you want, you want to, to, to have a questionable hit at, 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 at a deciding play of a game with the Saints involved, no thank you. Give me the Saints. <laughs> give me the Saints up. Uh, give me the Saints up big. And and you know if if fucking Marcus Williams wants to come in with the clinching interception, great, great. I'm fine with that. Or better yet, the fucking a clinching pick six. I'm fine with that. But don't give me this. Oh man, the Vikings are driving. It looks like they're going to fucking do it. And then all of a sudden, oh, nope, something cost the Vikings. Oh, referee incompetence. Man, I I wouldn't even trust. I don't trust referee incompetence. Even if it could potentially benefit us. <laughs> I just don't. I don't, I don't, I don't trust don't. the league yeah. after the game's right. over to make a phone call and say, actually, go back and play that last minute right the nfl, the nfl will, will, you know the officials will forest gump their way through all of this and and it'll cost the fucking saints i I, want, I, I i i have said this I, I have believed this for a long time and i've i'm i've probably said this a few times on the podcast uh take the game out of the referee's hands do, just, if just, relying on the referees to to win or to hold on to a win, you know, you might as well count that as a fucking loss <laughs> at this point. Just, I have to just, agree with just, Kevin. Just, well just said. FYI, the referee crew that we have for the game, uh, Saints has done 14 games for the Saints, and the Saints are 13 and one with this uh. referee crew. Uh, mm-hmm. They are the ones who did the Dallas Cowboys game earlier this season mm-hmm. that we won. Good, good research by you, Dave. Just a little FYI. Now they did Man. call nine penalties for eighty yards again in the Dallas game against the, us. The chat room's but getting dark. Won. People want injuries, death. The Vikings. The chat room is getting dark. Um, people want Bontez Burfick to come out and uh, hit stuff. Mo- most people yeah. in the chat disagree with you and I, Dave. It seems like we they want a lot of. Uh, they want a blowout. The want chat to, wants a blowout. I want a blowout, man. Playoff blowouts are amazing. Like that Arizona no, game I, in two thousand nine like was the best. No, I want something like what I said. That way, like the teams united, you know, and it's like a real like they, uh, it just gets them amped up for next week. A blowout, then everybody's you know everybody's getting is fat and happy. We don't want them to be fat and happy. Oh, I gotta I say, man. Playoff football at this point, with Drew's age and the expectations and the hope that we have, like, it, it's not that fun. It is freaking stressful. It is. I'm taking my son to the game. I think. Oh lord. I it just, is just stressful. The thing is, <laughs> you, for me, and we'll get to the picks in a second. It's just, it's just losing a home playoff game and walking out of the stadium when you lose a home playoff game and you've lost to an inferior team, because that's what it means when you lose at home. It's just the worst. So. It just it is it's it, it's 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 worse than it's worse than losing at, to San Francisco or whoever on the road because it just it just is if you go to the game. But anyway, before we get to the picks on the game, guys, go to mybookie.ag. They are the best, safest, 
online gambling service. And right now, if you use the code CHAIR, you get a 100% sign-up bonus. That's right. You can put 200 on the Saints, 200 on New England. The second 200 will be free. Use the code CHAIR. Get a 100% sign-up bonus at mybookie.ag. MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Kevin. The Saints are currently, let me look it up, on football uh, on mybookie.com. Let me pull up the line. The Saints are currently an eight-point yeah, favorite. <laughs> Nothing. So, Kevin, who you got? Wait, the Saints are, are what? An what, what eight-point favorite. Eight. eight points? Eight points. That's a lot in the playoffs. Holy yep. shit. The Here's Saints, the, thing. the next biggest line is New England by four and a half. There's always going to be a road team. Hang on, let me pull this up. There's always going to be a road team that comes up and wins. Uh, there's, you know, always going to be underdogs that cover. And there's always a blo- there's almost always a blowout. Like, not, not, you know, Cowboys-Bills type blowout, but there's always, like, a very big win where the, where the, the, the team is coasting in the fourth quarter, clearly. Uh, you know, for my, you know, for my upset, I got Bills beating the Texans. So, that's not the upset, you know, the upset is not happening here. I've got the Saints pounding. <laughs> Minnesota Vikings pounding Minnesota Vikings 42 to 20. And I've got, uh, you know, I've got Taysom Hill with a touchdown. I've got Kamara with two touchdowns. I got Michael Thomas with a touchdown. Uh, I've got the defense making waves. I've got Drew Brees slinging the ball all over the goddamn place like he's like he's a reincarnation of Sammy Baugh himself. <laughs> we didn't even get to that. The NFL um, made that that made that top ten quarterback list. They did that in 2018. They decided on that list. This, uh, you know, the, the the team is going to. Uh, it, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be total destruction. <laughs> The fourth quarter, the fourth quarter, the game is not going to be in doubt. So 42 to 20. Let's fucking go. Andrew, who you got? Yeah, I wish I could say I was as confident as Kevin. Uh, I I still I still think the Saints are going to go on a great run here. It's going to be a magical playoff run and. Hopefully it takes us all to, all the way to a Lombardi, but uh, I am going to pick the Saints. Uh, I think this one's going to get dicey. It's going to get. We're going to be sweating bullets. It's the fourth quarter is. It'll be a relief and exciting and fun at the end, but uh, it's going to be tight and nerve wracking for four quarters. I'm going to say Saints 34, Vikings 31. Um, and my player of the game is Jared Cook. I think Ooh. he's going to come up with two touchdowns. Over 100 yards, he's kind of the X factor in this game, and I think he'll he'll be the difference. I picked the wrong week. Quit sniffing blue. 
Dave. I'm with, uh, we've obviously got the two two camps here, the blowout camp and the not blowout camp. I'm going to go with uh, the not blowout camp. I agree with Andrew. I think this is going to be closer than we want it to be. Uh, and uh, But a, a win nonetheless. Uh, I'm going to say uh, it's in the dome, so Saints ought to put up a good amount of points. It's just a question of, to me, how good our defense is going to play. Uh, I'm going to say Saints uh, 35 and uh, I'll say Vikings 27. That's eight points, right? Yeah. Yeah. So a push. Yeah, it'll be. It's going to be right on the spread. Um, Vegas is good about those things. Yeah, I know. And uh, I'm going to go with Deontay Harris. He's going to have uh, either a return, kick return, punt return, something. Uh, you say that gonna, every week. Uh, well, it's yeah. got to happen sometime. Uh, so he's going to be the difference maker. This is the week. This is the week. I can feel it in my bones. Ralph, unmute yourself. I was going to say 60% of the time it works every time. That's right. So (laughs) I am torn because I'm working on a column for Channel 4 of that that my three-point plan to push all the negative Saints playoff thoughts out of your head. And my head right now is filled with negative thoughts. I just have Kurt Cousins beating the Saints and saying he's turned the corner. He finally had a big game and all that. But I'm going to push all that negativity out of my my head by drinking possible drugs. Saints, 105. Vikings, 0. The Saints are going to fucking annihilate Minnesota in a way that they are going to doubt every fucking thing about their organization. Their quarterback, their coach, their mascot. It's going to be a complete and utter destruction. It's It's going to be a skull dragging? It's going to be a skull dragging. It It is going to be... You are going to have Pete Prisco tweets in the third quarter of Sean Payton needs to stop. This is classless. That's how bad this beating is going to be. Your MVP. That would be be delicious. Drew Brees. I don't know what the playoff record for touchdown is. Nine touchdowns. But he's going to fucking break it. That's my prediction. So... Well, anyway, would be thank- fun, I suppose. Yeah, it was a, it was a good show. Thanks does, to- does, Teddy, does Teddy Bridgewater throw a touchdown? There? Teddy, Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater is going to catch a fucking touchdown. How about that? <laughs> so, thanks everybody in the live stream. It's been fun. We appreciate you guys. It's been a great year. Everybody have a happy new year. We appreciate you guys listening to the show, coming out. It's been a great, fantastic year for this silly little podcast of ours. We love you guys. Uh, thanks for I Kevin, wait, for Dave, I for Andrew for showing up. Hopefully be talking about more football in the next game for the next show next week. Thank Please, God, we need more football. So until next week, the bar is closed. Sammy. Oh.